we're not so in this race to compete. Uh, we're here in this race to win for our users and for our investors. Uh, the product is good. If it's better than someone else, I don't know. And it doesn't really drive me to be much better than someone else. I want my investors to have a better return than someone else or to at least have a very stable return over the time uh, that they will be with us. Guys, Matt Haycox here, and welcome to another episode of The Matt Haycox Show, where I'm in this beautiful setting here in Dubai, in the Sky Mansion, and I'm sat with Rob Ubax, who is the founder and CEO of PropChain. So, Rob, welcome to the Great. show. Thank you. I mean, we're going to be talking today about, about blockchain, I guess about the uh, fractionalization of property, about uh, Rob's journey to this business and, and this specific property. But I guess, yeah, I mean, b before we get into talking about this place here, which is obviously amazing, we, I mean, we can, we can see the builders Definitely. are on site, but there's, there's, there's lots going on. How did the business start? What's, what's it all about? Yeah, good question. So actually, uh, we have been in the, in the property development uh, space for a while. We are in this space for the last four years. And uh, next to that, we have been pretty involved in blockchain for the past five, six years. I think one of the hypes that we really saw five years ago, 2017, 2018 period, when this whole ICO hype was still in, uh, alive and intact, is uh, or was the tokenization of properties uh, and in general tokenization of assets like art and watches and exclusive cars etc uh, but it never really came true and um, it, it, it did spark my interest as a property developer i'm aware of the illiquid nature of the assets that we are investing in um, next to the fact that i guess also for people that wanted to start investing in real estate it has always been quite a difficult journey i think these days it's, it's even more difficult than it was already back then because of the sky high prices the uh, in, in intense interest rates that we are seeing now um, and yeah that, that always keep playing in my mind and around two years ago i thought hey maybe it would be interesting with the knowledge that we have in the blockchain space and with the actual properties that we have and the knowledge that we have in in this space to combine these things together and to actually start fractionalizing properties and putting them on the blockchain considering the fact that there were so many players that tried it constantly filled over that period that i have been watching it uh, mainly driven by the fact that they either had no properties or when they had properties they had no blockchain experience or the people behind them that could actually facilitate them with the right technology it was the ideal moment for us to combine both of our spaces together and start this so let, let me i guess ask a few things and break this down yeah. for, for my for my more novice audience yeah. i mean I, a lot of the guys who listen this, to this and watch this they've, they've got a, a crypto or blockchain interest but you yeah. know but them and me certainly aren't crypto experts yeah so forgive me if i'm wrong here but just to be clear I mean, crypto and blockchain, as two words, go hand in hand, yeah. but but they're also, I, I guess, two very different things. Very. And, very. and, and when we talk about this here um, you know, and the fractionalization of property, I think people will probably automatically default to associating yeah. it with crypto. Yeah. And, you know, we're recording this in, in the beginning of February 2023, which is obviously a horrendous time yeah. for crypto. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, the, 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 the kind of um, the hammering of crypto in general, that is all irrelevant to your business. Listen, I mean, yeah. what, what we're doing here is we're talking about taking an asset yeah. that's got its own independent value and putting it on the blockchain, right. I, I guess, i.e. making it transparent, making it yeah. secure, making it accessible by many. So there's no direct tie in here, is there, with, with crypto? Correct. I think that, that it's one of the most misunderstood pieces of the century, right? That crypto and blockchain 
obviously go hand in hand, but they are far from the same. Um, I think that uh, what we are doing is mainly driven by blockchain technology rather than being an actual cryptocurrency. We do have a cryptocurrency linked to it, but that's not really relevant for the business model in general. So basically why we have chosen to use uh, blockchain technology over the standard and traditional technology that you, for example, see in, in fractionalized models like crowdfunding is because of the fact that we wanted to go for speed and transparency and also because of the fact that I think the blockchain makes it possible for us to also facilitate um, not only the users, but also the suppliers of the assets that are going towards uh, the users of a platform that purchase into these assets can all be facilitated in a transparent manner. Every action, every valuation, for example, that is performed, every rent collection that is performed is all being stored on the blockchain and it's basically publicly accessible as soon as you have the, the, the account for it, right? So um, in this particular way, what, what we really have been focusing on is, okay, how do we make sure that we stay kind of separated from that, from that crypto mindset that people are into? And how do we make sure that at the same time, we also try to target these people? Because yeah. also in the crypto space, as you're saying, it's February, 2023, we are in one of the most deepest bear markets that we have seen. Obviously we're, we're crawling out slightly now, but also in that space, there are a lot of people that are searching for an alternative place for their money right now, um, which is driven by crypto. And they are invested in Bitcoin, they are invested in Ethereum, they have maybe USDT, uh, uh, um, storage for like the funds that are that they are not using now and they want to generate yield and i think what we have seen over the past years and and also in the in the most recent uh, crash that we have seen on the market it was mainly the yield protocols right the the so-called DeFi protocols yeah. promising these huge returns and so forth and they were always backed by nothing and i guess that's the beautiful uh, element that we have whilst we are pushing real world assets on the blockchain it's actually backed by something. The legal rights, so the securitized rights of a property are attached to the ownership that people are basically buying on the blockchain. And I think that's a huge difference from what we are used to in the crypto space, for example, is that we now finally have digital assets that are actually backed by something in the real world, something where we are sitting today. I mean, I guess uh, the name of the business probably gives a clue, i.e. prop chain, but are yeah. you are you looking to only do property fractionalization? No. no, not necessarily. We have multiple case studies running. So next to property, we're also looking to, for example, tokenize debt and fractionalize debt. This is one of the, the, the key business models, I guess, in private markets these days. Uh, debt can be used for anything. It can be used for property development, redevelopment, land purchases, but it can also be used for, for example, art. Uh, next to the fact that also in the art world, we can tokenize ownership and fractionalize it of a painting. Obviously, it needs to be kept in custody somewhere, which is a bit different than an actual asset that is just standing somewhere and cannot be stolen. But in fact, we are not looking to just focus on property. The name PropChain is also not related to just property, which in fact can also stand for a lot more than just yep. real estate, um, but also for proprietary assets. So that can be anything that has a certain value that can be tangible items mostly that have a certain value and, an, and a prediction for a higher value somewhere in the future. Um, the route that we have been taking now is that what we have seen if you look at the tokenization space in general, is that you have 
approximately 20 players in the space that are providing an infrastructure for people that want to tokenize. Um, if it's then property owners or art owners or whatsoever. But none of them have an, have an actual case study that has been proven to work on a larger scale. So the reason why we said, hey, we need to build this B2C product, this retail product for people to invest in real estate was mainly driven from the idea that we want to become the infrastructure provider as well for, for just small, medium business owners, uh, for people that have art collections, for people that have a property portfolio and want to unlock a part of the trapped value from that portfolio. Um, so yeah, I guess that, that kind of summarized that. And I guess final crypto related question on this. So, so what, what currency do you denominate the deals that you're doing yeah. in? Currently, we are doing everything in Euro. Okay. Um, we have a um, regulatory compliance structure for 27 member states throughout the European Union. So we kind of focused on that area. Um, at this point, it is possible for our users to also pay in cryptocurrency. So they but, have but it just gets converted correct, at the rate. Correct. So it gets converted at the rate. This can be either obviously from volatile assets like Bitcoin, Ethereum, the main assets I would say that we currently approve, or it can be from a stable coin basis, USDT, USDC which makes a direct conversion and uh, and goes into euro notes basically or if someone is is a complete non crypto friendly yeah. person they can actually make a normal bank transfer with Correct. With, with their Correct. euros uh, the beauty about our platform is that within the platform everyone has its own iban so it can basically be seen as a savings account yeah. uh, which is yield generating at this point we are working on our partnerships to launch a debit card program so that people can also directly spend their cash yields that are become uh, or that are produced by the properties that they own. Um, next to that, what is pretty interesting is that we're currently working on the liquidity for a secondary market. The real estate markets tend to be fairly illiquid. It's hard to trade in and out of your assets. It's hard to trade cross border, essentially. It's even harder to find the right opportunity these days. And what we kind of want to establish by creating a liquid secondary market is that people can trade in and out of their assets at any time. We do valuations once a year currently on the portfolio. We're looking to kind of low or kind of up that amount, the number of valuations, because of the fact that we would like to give users the opportunity to, for example, lock in value not once a year, but twice a year. So. Um, they can uh, follow all of the traditional payment routes and payment methods, but um, uh, we, we always strongly encourage to have a long-term mindset, obviously, and stay and treat this as a savings account. So one, one of my understandings of, of, of blockchain, or, or maybe it's a, a misunderstanding because it probably ties in with, with Bitcoin, but I guess the rules of the game are set out from yeah. day one, aren't they? And, and, and they can't be changed Correct. unless everybody on the chain agrees to that. Is yeah. that right? So when you buy an asset like this, and we'll talk specifically about this apartment in a minute, but when yeah. you buy this asset, I mean, what, what, what are the rules about when that will then get sold? Because I mean, it's all very well yeah. getting, you know, getting yield in the meantime, but are these, are these evergreen deals? or do you say every five years we're going to sell it or yeah so currently we run the full property management of the whole portfolio so we have specifically chosen to do that because of the fact that we have been watching concepts trying to do this with governance that would essentially mean that if a window gets broken for example i need to reach out to a couple hundred or maybe even a couple thousand people that own this property and they will need to be voting about some yeah about about a very minor fix so for a proof of concept stage, we have decided to do the property management ourselves. That also means 
that we are in full control as PropChain. So that's like, that's like a like a delegated power of attorney, if you like, correct, a delegated correct. authority from the outside. And we obviously try to um, perform our actions in the best interest of our investors. In the majority of the properties, we are equity holders ourselves as well. Next to that, all of our fees are basically performance driven on the platform, meaning that the more yield we tend to generate, um, as well as in the sales process, obviously, after several years, the better it is for us and for ourselves as well in order to have our interest aligned with the uh, people that have bought into these kind of properties. And I guess, but just going back to that specific question, when would it sell? I mean, yeah. like, Depends. For example, this particular property has a strategy of five years. Okay. So we have a five year horizon. Uh, after the second or third year, we're currently in, in like the, the development stage of the Dubai market, right? We see that the markets have been pumping here. We do expect a small correction yet we have been able to purchase this property fairly uh, well on the market price did a crazy refurbishment we have an, a massive overvaluation now so we will be listing it in the market just way above the price that we have initially bought it for um, just to test the waters right that's what you want to do in the first years you want to find out hey what kind of appetite is there for a property like this when we want to sell it to the new owner somewhere in the near future um, the five-year horizon is actually a horizon that we mostly choose as a standard, but we still have the opportunity to sell out of an investment early as soon as we think that the interest or at least the gains that we have been able to realize are yeah, maximized, kind of, um, which is something there where we will actually apply voting. Uh, this is uh, not a voting that will be making the decision, but we do want to align the interest of our investors with uh, the price and the profit that we can realize at that point. So average five years, but we also have shorter term strategies. One year, six months, if we do refurbishments, for example, which is more or less a strategy rather than buying into an yeah. actual asset. So it's, 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 it's varying. So the platform is it's up and running or it's in beta stage? We or? are now in the MVP stage. So uh, currently we're running a private MVP. We nearly sold the first million euros of this particular property, which is a very good proof of concept for us. How are you marketing it? What, what, what kind of countries are the investors coming from? This is mainly driven by Dutch investors. I have a fairly large Dutch community already. We have over 7,000 people on the waiting list for this particular product. So we're currently onboarding in batches. Uh, mainly the backers of the projects or the early investors and so forth. They have got it, getting the opportunity now to get themselves into this first capital round. Um, from there, we're doing a majority of, of our activities are actually related to feedback collection, right? Finding out what can be done better in the MVP, uh, what can be uh, more convenient for a client when he signs up, how is the information distribution, right? Because that's something that is really important in, in a new concept like this. They need to understand how the investment structure is um, actually structured, what are their securities, what are the returns, how is that process going. So that's really where we are now. By the end of this quarter, we're looking to launch the mobile application, which means that from that point onwards, we launch our public MVP um, and where we will be onboarding all of our waitlist users, 7,000 people. Actually, right now, you can still subscribe as well for that waitlist. Um, and then from there, we're looking to basically roll out over the year um, we're not really in a rush for massive targets or massive profits this year. We have really said that this year is the strategy around resources. So building resources on all ends that can be user feedback, that can be obviously uh, more funding that we're pushing into the company, more real estate, 
uh, more deals in general so not just real estate deals but also development projects and so forth um, so yeah that, that's kind of where we are right now what do you think it is that will set you apart from from the other fractionalizers out there because I mean, you know like you say there's there's non-block non-blockchain fractionalization yeah. businesses and I, I guess I, I don't know about other ones on the blockchain but yeah. you, you say there's some competition yeah. I mean is it so I, I come from a kind of a crowdfunding world yeah. back in the UK as well yeah. so you know I mean we, we had a crowdfunding platform we, we yeah. still do have one um, and you know everybody talks about oh my technology is better than yeah. their technology yeah, yeah. I always used to say well my technology it's all right yeah. does it is it the best I don't know exactly. it, it allows a borrower to match with it to match with I a lender as, yeah. long as, as long as it does that what really matters is yeah. how good are the underlying deals so i guess that's that's, you, that's where you want to set yourself that, apart yeah that, that's that's i guess where we are standing currently as well we're not so in this race to compete uh we're here in this race to win for our users and for our investors uh the product is good if it's better than someone else i don't know and it doesn't really drive me to be much better than someone else i want my investors to have a better return than someone else or to at least have a very stable return over the time uh, that they will be with us. Furthermore, obviously, what sets us apart though, because we have some points, is the convenience of the technology that we built. Uh, we have been doing a lot of market research because of the fact, uh, what I just mentioned, that all of the infrastructure providers are really infrastructure driven rather than user product driven, um, where we are taking the different approach is that we build a product that is more uh, tailored to the user's needs and feel and feedback, something that the others are not doing. And next to that, we're trying to go a bit broader than um, being very black and white on, hey, we are offering an investment property here and that's it. Uh, we also adding in this bank account, like your own IBAN, the card system. Uh, we are working on a wealth management and wealth planning tool within the app where you can set your investment goals, etc. And you can match that with your portfolio. So we're trying to go the extra mile when it comes to our retail product. In the B2B product, I'm not too sure if we're too different than someone else. The only thing that I can say there is that we go a bit more full stack when it comes to the actual product. We offer obviously more site services than the other ones are doing right now in the space. Um, and I think next to that, what really sets us apart right now is the regulatory support that we are providing to B2B clients that, that use our white label technology or that will be using our white label technology. Where, where are you regulated? Right now it's for the full European Union. So we work from Luxembourg, Luxembourg and Lithuania, Lithuania for our crypto related activities, Luxembourg for all of our securitization related activities. Um, and this is something where we can really help out our clients that, that are willing to tokenize assets of themselves. We fully support in that whole process of making your offering regulatory compliant or exempted. We are working mostly on exempted offerings, uh, still has quite some mandatory items like an auditor and the custodian, etc. But um, yeah, essentially up to like five or eight million, depending on the jurisdiction where you're actively raising. Uh, you can already go without a fully regulated product, um, which also gives opportunity for the smaller investors or developers or whatsoever to yeah, look at tokenization as a new way of, of attracting funding. Hopefully, when we when we record or when we publish this, we can get some uh, we can get some good footage of the uh, of the apartments, yeah. even, even if it's just the CGI's. But yeah. I guess you know, to tell everyone a little bit about this yeah. place. I mean, you were telling me about yeah. Bitcoin on the walls yeah. and the jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah, we. This is actually, uh, we, we own the development company as well that is uh, currently developing uh, this property. We bought it around one and a half years ago. 
Uh, yeah, as you can see, we, we actually bought it for this crazy view. We have a triplex unit here, so that means three floors. Um, in terms of sizing, it's not the biggest unit that we ever had. But, How big is uh, this? It's like 600 square meters, still fairly decent size. Uh, but it's yeah, it's it's really the the entourage, right? It's, I mean, the view's insane. It's the view. It is the the feeling that on your rooftop terrace you can sit in your jacuzzi or walk through your bar or go with the elevator to your spa room, uh, which I um, which I will showcase to you as well. But in general, what we really tried to create here was a marketing piece, um, not only for PropChain but also for our development company to really show, hey, we just came here and we did we done something amazing. Uh, and I think we're well on our way um, on that process. Um, in general, I think the unit has been able to create a massive additional value, much more than I expected in the first place. Uh, and we have uh, we we really gone all out. When you uh, when you look through the apartment, the home automation systems, like it, it is as crazy as it could get. Um, and yeah, we, we kind of want to stay in that in that segment of the market. We have seen, especially in the Dubai markets, that. There is a very difficult time now for the middle class. When you look at middle class units, uh, developers are having quite a hard time selling it. Also, the secondary market is overflown with these kind of units. And actually everything that you see that finds market fit now is either really cheap or it is very expensive. Um, plus, I think the market is ready for this kind of stuff at this point because you see that there's a huge premium paid at this point for units that are ready. The majority of the luxury mentions and so forth that are bought off plan are not launching until 24, 25, meaning that we have another two years of, of very decent business models by buying existing property and refurbishing it to the absolute extreme um, because that's where the market is, is heading now. Well, I mean, I can say from personal experience that having having renovated my own apartment in yep. Dubai over the last over the last 12 to 18 months which yep. should have probably been in England 12 to 18 weeks yeah I can imagine I can imagine why uh, people would put a premium yep. on, a, on a finished job yep. I mean look, I've, I've been renovating uh, commercial properties particularly for the last 20 plus years and I've never been scared off by doing the work and I've never you know had, had trouble seeing the vision through to what it could look like so I've always been happy to yep. try and try and take the upside of, of getting my hands dirty but it's been such a horrendous experience here yep. that, that, that I can really imagine why people uh, you know why people would pay yep. that premium 100% uh, I think also I'd, I'd echo what you were saying about uh, you know about um, the, the premium <clears> end of the market in the People always say to me, oh, well, where's Dubai going? And do you not think the prices have already hit the top? And I always say, look, I'm no expert. You know, yeah. I, I really, really have no idea. But what I always will believe is that is that quality and uniqueness yeah. will, will, will always prevail at the top of any market. And I think I fully you know, agree. When, when prices go down, it's the cookie cutter, one bedroom, two bedroom apartments Correct. where, OK, they might be a nice apartment, but there's another 25,000 just I like them. It. And, I you know, and if you want to if you're on the buying side of that, you can take that. You can take that. You yeah. you just take the cheapest one if you want. Now, even in a down cycle, okay, there's going to be pressure put on. But when you take an apartment like this, or say one like mine in the marina, you know, if you want three floors, yeah. if you want a swimming pool on your yeah. balcony, if you want yeah. that view of the Burj, there's, on, there's only going to be. I'm not saying there's only one, but there's five yeah, or there's ten. There's it's not there's not twenty five thousand of them. So correct. I think also that is something that we are chasing as a strategy in general. If, if we look at the exposure that we currently have in our property development company, for example, then we're looking at the hotspots. We, uh, we are really trying to get ourselves positioned for the years ahead. We see that the rich are getting richer. 
the poor are getting poorer, unfortunately, but this is the reality and you need to try and capitalize on that. Um, and that's what we're doing. Uh, we're developing in Tulum in Mexico. It's a big hotspot for the US. I always call it Diabitsa of the US. Um, we are developing in Marbella, also a mansion, uh, a, like a super mansion, actually. That, that's a crazy project as well. But slowly but gradually, we're trying to move ourselves in these hotspots in order to have an offering for the people that we know are capable of buying because that's a big problem today as well. Like the, the class between the middle segment and the ultra luxury, there's a very difficult market because there's a lot of people that think they have money, but they actually never get it around. And I guess that's something that we are trying to distanciate ourselves from because we know that the value that we push now in these units, for example, yeah, it, it is not something that the average Joe will buy, right? Yet, it's still very exciting that now we came to a point where we have the technology to actually be able to get everyone to profit from these highly, uh, highly priced units and also the highly secured units, I would say, as of that fact that the rich are getting richer and that they will be able to keep on purchasing stuff like this. Uh, I, bought, I bought a place in, uh, in, Mar in Marbella last year, actually. I also went to Tulum for the first time just, nice. be just before I arrived nice. back in Marbella. So I feel like uh, I feel like our paths are going to yeah. cross again in the future. Yeah. 100%. Well, listen, it's been great talking. Uh, Likewise. Super interested to, uh, to have yep. learned about it for myself, and I'm looking forward to you showing me around here Definitely. in a minute. Let's um, have I mean, a walk through. We'll, we'll obviously, we're in the show notes, we'll put everything people need to, need yep. to know. But just before they go, just uh, where can people yep. find you? Where can they get you on the web? Yeah, yeah so we can, uh, you can always find me on the websites of our companies, obviously, propchain.com. I think that's the, the most important one for everyone uh, looking at this uh, podcast and listening to this podcast as well. Uh, furthermore, you can always find me through LinkedIn, Robin UX. You can uh, probably get me through the link in the description here. Uh, and if you want to connect, just feel free to hit me up there. Perfect. Great. And guys, as always, I'm the Matt Haycox on all things social. That's T-H-E-M-A-T-T-H-A-Y-C-O-X. If you've been watching this on the video version on YouTube, you can always jump over to the audio versions on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you hear your podcasts. And if you listen to them, you should come and look at my face as well. So come and get me on YouTube, get me on, uh, on Instagram or anywhere else. And until the next time, I've been Matt right. Haycox and thanks a lot, Rob. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. Thank you.